0: Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist and each week I bring you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business so that we talk about mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance and a whole lot more so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off and believe me it really is possible. You know, you can find me at emmalankton.com, where you can join my newsletter, download the freebies, book a call with me, so that we can have a chat about how to get this to work for you in a really personalised way. And this week, I'm talking to you about confidence. You know, if you struggle with confidence, or don't always feel very confident, then this episode is going to be really helpful for you. So let's just begin and look at what confidence is for a minute. So confidence is a belief in ourselves, a kind of trust that we have in ourselves, that we can do things, that we are capable, you know, that we're kind of good enough. That good old phrase of good enough, eh? But it's also a belief and trust in others. So do we have the confidence that we can expect Something or from someone else, you know, perhaps we are confident that we can have a particular service or that we can be in a particular time or in a particular place. So, confidence is about trust and it's about belief. When we have that confidence in ourselves, we have a trust and a belief that we can do things, that the things that we want to do are going to be okay, but also about how it's received, that it will be okay in the way that it's received too. We're okay that with the things that we're going to do are acceptable. So it's not just what we do ourselves, but also how it's received with other people. Now, I talked in the last episode about that fear of rejection and about our inbuilt programming about being accepted. And this is also relevant in our confidence as well about how we are received and accepted by the people around us. And that can have a big impact on what it is that we step forward to do. You know, often confidence isn't about um, our negativity, but it's much more about us just being really comfortable about what we do and not kind of doubting or second-guessing ourselves. Because when we have those doubts, that's when we start to put things off. And that's why sometimes we tell ourselves that, oh, that we're maybe we're waiting for the time is right or that we're making excuses and we're procrastinating. You can check out the episode on that too. So let me just tell you a little story about where I helped Jade with her confidence and how that came about and you'll be able to see it for real life and then I'll cover the different steps that um, I sort of go through in that way. So last year the school decided that um, every child in that year was going to do a work experience for two weeks. So they gathered us all together for a meeting, as schools do, but then very kindly said to us, there's this database, but then you need to find the placement. They'll do all the checks, you know, that everything's um, safeguarding and and health and safety and that everything's okay. but we need to find the place. But you can use this database. And then in various lessons um, about this, the teachers were saying that um, these children needed to make the phone call. They needed to pick up the phone themselves and they needed to make this phone call. Now, if you've been following me for a little bit, then, you know, you'll know that Jade's got some issues from her early experiences, obviously, because she's adopted. Well, how that manifests a lot of the time is about a lack of self-confidence, a lack of self-belief and a lot of anxiety. So this was massive for her, absolutely enormous. And, you know, she was thinking about what it is that she wanted to do. And she's she's not super clear. She wants to do something in business. She loves her business studies. So we said, well, why don't, and she loves stationery, so I said, why don't you go and work in an office? You can be a bit like me, she likes to be like me. You can be a bit like me, you can work in an office, you know, you'll get to do, like, typing and filing and do stationery type stuff. So, you know, make it seem attractive. But, you know, in in doing these phone calls, she gets home at, like, quarter past four. And these offices possibly are maybe shut by about five o'clock and really... You know, I remember the times in my office, would I really want a phone call like this at like quarter five when I'm trying to pack up and get home? Uh, don't think so. So there was a bit of a challenge going on anyway about making these phone calls. Anyway, I was kind of waiting as well for her to say, um, to ask for my help to do these phone calls. Of course, that didn't come. And we were getting to a point where we really needed to get moving on this. So in the end, I kind of took the bull by the horns with her and said, right, you know, this day or this day, when are we going to do these phone calls? We need to sit down and do them. So we set the date. So we made a plan. We did some of the research. We looked through the database. We made a list of some people that we might want to ring and the phone calls that were there and the the companies that were there. So we checked out the who and the what and the where. And I was there to support her and we kind of did a plan about what was going to be her opening statement. What was she going to ask? We set some goals about how many people she was going to try and call in that day that we'd set aside that time, bearing in mind we've, we were thinking, oh, we've maybe got half an hour, 45 minutes to do this. Okay. And we um, had a bit of a rough plan about what it was that we wanted to get out of it. Obviously, we wanted to either get an appointment or um, get the right connection to be able to speak to. Um, So we wanted, you know, what was that sort of vague plan? But we were both new to this and we were both like fumbling about in the dark. It's just that I was a bit more casual, I suppose, and a bit more blase about it. But I was more confident about it, about just having a go. So then we sat down with the phone and these phone numbers. So she picked up the phone and she made the first phone call, and somebody answered and she hung up. <laughs> of course, because she absolutely just got too scared, right? So we left that number for a bit. We didn't want to seem like some crazy silent phone call stalker. And then she had a little meltdown of, oh God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So then. She said, what am I going to do when, what, what about what they say next and what they say next after she'd said her opening statement? And I said to her, the thing is, darling, that not everything can be scripted. Because we can't predict what that person on the end of the phone's going to say. So I just reassured her that, you know, it was going to be okay. And she was, she's really, she's really chatty, usually. Slightly painfully chatty at times, but she's really chatty. I felt she could handle it. It was just that she didn't. You know, so I just told her that I believed in her and that we could do this. So we went to the next number. So she did the next number. She asked. We were really fortunate, granted, that somebody said, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can put you through to the right person. And they put us through. And so she said, again, I'm ringing about work experience. Um, This person wanted her to send an email. So then she had a, a tiny little silent flap at the end of the phone. But we got the email out. Uh, well, we took down the details of this chap's email and that was fine. That helped us recognise that actually she needs to make sure that she knows her email address in case somebody asked for that. So we sort of wrote that down before we did the next call. But do you know what? I didn't miss a beat. We went on. I was like, right, next number, next call. Come on. You've done that one. We can do this. Instead of sitting back and going, all right, I've done one and it sort of went OK and then you lose momentum. I was on it. I was like, come on, next to next, next, without stopping for a breath, pretty much. We ended up, we did 15 phone calls in that half an hour. Some were hideous. Some was like, um, this database was shocking. Um, they had BHS on it. They've been closed down for absolutely ages. They had um, Somebody answered the phone and went, oh, I don't know. This is just the phone that was in the middle of the office. It, we, we've never used this phone. Um, there was people's names on it that had no longer worked in the company the database was shocking but you know with that my support with her there saying no it's okay it doesn't matter you know um, we just keep moving on we'll just keep going most of these people actually wanted her to send emails so you know that was tough on her that teachers at school had said you must do this and actually the outcome was really very different but anyway, she spoke to these people, she'd made the first contact, We sent the we, another day we set aside to send the emails, um, which again were pretty much off a template, we just tweaked each one here and there. But she made these phone calls and then she could sit back and recognise that she'd actually managed to do it. So I did a bit of hand-holding obviously and I did a bit of support and I did help her, you know, calling out the number that she needed to dial. But she did all these phone calls and sometimes that's the thing. You know, your self-confidence, or even lack of it, it's not written in stone. And just as, as, as Jada did with making these phone calls, you can do this, you can learn, you can increase, you can practice that self-confidence. It's just like any other skill. Once you increase your self-confidence, your life will seem so much easier, so much better. Jade's phone calls to these people did seem to get easier and she could manage whatever was coming at her. There was only one particular phone call where I had to take the phone off her and do a, you know, really clear and eloquent explanation about what it was and this person basically said, we haven't got a clue what you're on about and we don't provide that. So it was like, fine, whatever, move on. So you see, when we practice having a kind of more positive attitude and have those positive interactions, we can learn ways of dealing with the negative stuff that comes up for us. So whether it's the doubts, the thoughts, we can deal with them. Whether it's the feelings of worry, and or maybe butterflies in your tummy, and even feeling a bit sick, you know, we can move through that. And as you heard, you know, when we set ourselves goals and challenges, we can trust ourselves to be able to step up and have a go. And all of that really improves the self-confidence that we have. So let's just break that down and start, start to recognise what it is that I did with Jade. And what I do with an awful lot of my clients So, begin to understand where your doubts and concerns are coming from. Recognise that within you there will be worries and concerns and that's okay. Just trust that it's okay. When we bring our doubts and worries and concerns to the surface, to the conscious part of our brain, then we can really begin to work on them. But if we try and pretend they're not there, and or even just leave them in our subconscious, then they begin to work automatically in a negative way. And that's when the things start to hold us back. That's when it stops us moving forward. And then that's the next stage, getting started. So whether it's making a phone call, whether it's doing a video, whether it's putting yourself forward for a new job, you know, or asking for a sale, whether it's going to a new class, whether it's going out socialising, putting it off isn't going to make it any easier. Sorry, but it's not. Taking the first step is the thing. Do you remember there was that saying about, you know, getting out of the door is half the battle? Well, sometimes it's the entire battle. But when you've done that, things already seem easier. When you've already gone, you know, across that threshold, across that threshold (laughs) I'll put my teeth in when you've already made that step forward when you've got out the door when you've got out of the starting gates when you've done that first step everything can seem a lot easier you know and then the practice as I've said with Jade practice really helps us to get used to doing things So she got so much better at making those phone calls, they seemed easier. And often it is about stepping up and doing the practice. Now the only caveat around this is if you have had some really hideously terrible experience, like kind of where you've been treated really badly or it's been pretty traumatic. If that's the case, then you might need some more help about that to kind of, you know, desensitise it and help you to be able to move forward because there is evidence that when we just keep pushing ahead and pushing ahead with certain things that have been traumatic then the reality is we're kind of just making it worse it's a bit like sending soldiers back into a war zone you know it's just not helpful but on a general basis of things that ourselves when you know we're increasing our self-confidence trying new things, it really is about taking that step forward and practicing. Now we need to watch self-talk. Go back and listen to my other episode about the self-talk because you need to make sure that you're not using loads of negative words, that you're not putting yourself down. So if you're using phrases like, oh I'm no good at this or I can never do video or no one will want me or I'm not qualified enough or I you know I don't have the experience or even just stuff like this is awful. Your brain's going to become really alert to that negativity. Listen to more explanation about that in the other episode. Because because of our wiring that keeps us alert to negativity and danger, you know, we will listen to that negativity and that will stop us moving forward. So, you can keep things really positive, but in a super simple way. So, you know, you're not overthinking it. You're not making it really elaborate. You can just have phrases like, This is okay. I am okay. I can do this. The most popular phrase I give to people is, I can do this. It applies to whatever it is that you want to do, you know? Support get yourself support in the same way that I sat beside Jade and I gave her that support you might not always have somebody that's going to sit right beside you but you can surround yourself with people who support you it might just be about you know talking to a business friend or colleague or um, somebody in a sort of support group just make sure whoever it is it's people that lift you up and you might even need a coach that helps you with this. Okay? Obviously, this is a common thing that I work with people on. But I also work with people about, you know, about their self-talk, about the positivity, about the boundaries. About lots of things. And if you're struggling, then yeah, get in touch. I'll give you the links in the show notes. But the main thing really is to watch that you've not got negatives, that you've not got worriers, that you're not spending time with some doubting Doris, okay? So do watch out as well for people who start telling you, oh, you should do this and you should do that because, you know, what the one way that suits one person is not always very helpful if that doesn't suit you. You know, if you think about the difference between what I would have done in, in making those phone calls and what Jade needed to do, it's very different. I wouldn't have had to write out a little line of, um, of my first sort of sentence of introduction, what I'm going to ask, who I'm going to ask for. I wouldn't have had to write that out, but she needed that. So what works for somebody else is not necessarily what's going to work for you, so just be careful of the shoulds that people say. So find people who really listen to your worries and concerns and they're there to support you and they're constructively helpful. And set yourself goals. We set those goals. You know, we said, right, we're going to do this for half an hour. Because we couldn't determine how long these phone calls were going to be, we didn't start by going, right, we're going to do 10 calls. We could have been there for ages. So we said, we'll do 30 minutes. In the end, actually, she was that confident that she did, we did about 45 minutes of these calls. But set yourself the goals about what you want to achieve. It might be about the time you spend on this. It might be, like, say, how many calls you want to do. It might be that you just want to spend an hour. You might want to do one blog post. You might want to do one video. You know, set out what it is that you want to be do. Be clear on the reasons. Be clear on what you want to get out of it. Often looking at the end result can be a really enthusiastic driver to help you move forward. How much better will you feel when you've picked up the phone and made, done 30 minutes of inquiries? Or how much better will you feel when you've done that video or sent off that application for something? So look at the end result of that goal. When you've done all this, take time to reflect. Look back. On what went well. Also, obviously, recognize what didn't go well because you can learn from that. Okay, you know, like Jade didn't have her email address ready and things. So sometimes you're tweaking and adjusting within the process. Sometimes you look back and think, oh, this could be better and that can be better. Make sure you reflect on how you felt as well, not just on how someone else has responded or what the outcome was. How did you feel at the beginning and how different was it at the end? That way you can also then look at more positive self-talk or positive recognition and work on some of the feelings. Because it's the good feelings, it's the thoughts and the feelings, the good feelings, the good memories that help to drive us forward in the future, that help us for things to seem easier and better. And when you've done that reflection, you know, just keep a record of that success. I like to call this a love folder. But, you know, you can have a book, a file, a folder of all the things that you've achieved. And this isn't just starting from now. I tell all my clients to do this. When you put in this this book, these files, these folders, put in it anything that's a success for you. So it might be complimentary emails, it might be a thank you card, it might be some feedback that you've received, it might be recognition, it might even be certificates and things of your qualifications that say that you're capable, that you can do. Any achievements from work, from business, hobbies, talents can go into this love book. You can see it build up. And when things are tough, you can go back through this book and really see everything that you have achieved. And all of that helps to keep building your confidence to remind you of the things that you've done already, where you have been confident enough to put yourself out there to step forward to do these things. Because as well, you know, even when we are becoming confident in maybe one area, but not another, we never know what's around the corner. You know, we might have to step up or there might be times when our confidence get knocked. The key to maintaining great self-confidence is to have all these ways that we can use to be able to bounce back really quickly, to be able to keep us moving forward and then we can keep building that self-confidence in ourselves. Now, I could go on with lots more ways to build that kind of self-confidence in you, but those are the really key things. So if you need some help with it, if you think that this sounds a little bit hard, or even, you know what, if you're thinking, oh, God, Emma, but it's all right for you, you know, you just sound all confident. One of my sisters said to me, oh, you were just born with confidence. And I wasn't, and I'm not. There are times when I just think, oh my God, oh God, I can't do this. There are just an odd day. There's a minute here and there where I think, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. One of my stock phrases is, I don't know what I'm doing. The thing is, I catch myself when I do it, because I have kind of trained myself in this. But do you know what? Even I've stepped up. I had a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago and I said, right, this is what I want to do next, and they said, right, we can do da 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 And I went, I feel a little bit sick now. <laughs> I really felt a little bit sick. I know it's the next stage in my business. I know it's the next thing that I want to do. But when I'd said it out loud, I was kind of like, yeah, I feel a little bit sick. My confidence wasn't there. But I will do all of these steps and push myself forward again to the next level, to the next stage. This is the thing, that I do... Some of it I do when I'm ready. Some of it I'm kind of like giving myself a little push and a little kick and going, right, come on. You can do this, Emma. As I said, really simple phrases. Do you see? But if you do need some help with this, there's absolutely nothing wrong in that. I have a coach. I regularly check in, you know, and get their advice on, and, and their support and guidance. And accountability. So if you want that too, to switch up your mindset, then book a call with me. The details are in the show notes. Or just go to com forward slash work with me. You can see the different ways that we can work together, long and short programs. And you can book a call there to get in my diary. We can talk about it. Or you can just go back and grab the self-doubt to self-belief guide that's already there Once you begin to increase your self-belief, then you can still do these steps to move forward in your self-confidence too. So, I hope that's been really helpful. If it has, please do hit subscribe button. Go and leave a review. If you're looking at this on your phone, just scroll down a bit till you begin to see the stars. And then there's a small that make it really difficult for you to leave reviews. You have to look really carefully. Um, so you can find sort of some small wording that says hit this and write a review or leave a review. If you're looking at it on iTunes on a laptop, you need to move along the tabs across the top and look for leave a review and then find the tiny little box that says write a review. And I'd really love it if you did that. That'd be really helpful because it helps increase the um profile of the podcast so that other people can find it more easily too okay so I've stopped nagging you (laughs) now to support me so if that's really really helpful do share it subscribe leave a review and then I'll see you again on the next episode bye for now